0: Welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded in Copenhagen during the 2017 Innovation Roundtable Summit, where our colleague Leonard sat down with Bruno Le Vice President of R&D at Air Liquide. Bruno shares his view on how innovation has changed and what is required from leadership going forward. They also discuss how ideas develop, evaluating R&D performance, and transitioning projects into commercialization.
1: Bruno, it's a pleasure to have you here in my little interview studio at the Summit 2017. And maybe we start the interview just with you briefly explaining who you are, what company you work
2: for, and what role you have at the moment. It's a pleasure to be here as well. Uh, I'm Bruno Le Prince Ringuet, it's a terrible French name. (laughs) I work for Air Liquide. Air Liquide is a company uh, that is specialized in the, what we call the essential small molecules, that is uh, oxygen, hydrogen, uh, nitrogen, argon, essential to life, energy, matter. And in that company, I'm the uh, European vice president for R&D, basically working uh, in Paris-Saclay, next to Paris, and in Frankfurt, where we have uh, another research center.
1: Maybe we can get into the innovation topic with, like, uh, thinking a bit about, or I want to ask you about uh, how has innovation changed over the last 10, 20 years, in in your view, innovation and R&D. And uh, what do you think are
2: the reasons for that? Innovation has changed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, well, there are many reasons for that. Uh, Basically, if we look at the uh, external world, uh, what we see, we see major disruptions in the number of economic sectors. Uh, among those three disruptions, I would take three. Uh, the uh, first one is the uh, dissemination of knowledge. Uh, what we see is we see knowledge in all geographies now, and we see also a very rapid increase in the, uh, for instance, in the amount of patents or publications and uh, so knowledge is there. Uh, the second disruption is we see also a life cycle of products, shorter and shorter. Uh, so we need to uh, innovate uh, constantly. And the third may be the uh, digitalization of, the, uh, uh, of our world. Uh, and this has, uh, the, these disruptions have uh, consequences on the way we innovate, uh, we need to be open. Uh, If knowledge is disseminated everywhere, uh, we own just a little bit of that knowledge, so we need to be open to get it. And we need to, uh, if uh, the life cycle of products is shorter, uh, we need to be faster and uh, constantly on the move, I would say. Digitalization, that's an enabler, uh, but also it's, uh, I mean, we we need to leverage that digitalization for, for, uh, for our company.
1: If you think about this new or those three disruptions that you've just mentioned, what does it mean to leadership in innovation or R&D? What is important uh, being a leader and and trying to um, organize and enable uh, innovation teams and R&D teams to do their work best
2: possible? What is important in leadership? Well, the uh, leader is definitely... Uh... Key in that uh, in, in the uh, innovation uh, uh, world, uh, the leader needs to be inspiring. Uh, I think it's important that the leader take, uh, sets meaningful uh, goals. Uh, and um, for me, a leader is a guy who uh, explains why we should go, we should get there, uh, not necessarily explaining how we need to get there. Uh, so, leader has to uh, to build trust in the organization, and uh, set the proper frame, and make sure that uh, people are uh, uh, embarked in that uh, movement.
1: How then um, do you you know do you evaluate performances of teams, of teams and individuals uh, working in innovation? How how do you measure it, or how do you evaluate their
2: performance? Well, Years ago, basically, we had a relatively classical way of uh, evaluating performance. Uh, We had a fixed salary mostly based on position and a variable salary mostly based on individual scorecard. Uh, Now this is changing. Uh, We still have fixed and variable. Uh, Fixed is probably uh, more on competencies. And viable. Actually, I changed the rules. Um, it's no longer individual scorecards because what we want is to uh, what we realized is basically uh, uh, you know yearly uh, scorecards doesn't work effectively. So we, I asked my team actually to uh, uh, set the goals for themselves in a collective way, mm-hmm. and they came back to me, and now maybe eighty percent of the uh, viable. Uh, pay is based on collective uh, performance
1: now you've mentioned competencies What are some of the yeah, capabilities and skill sets competencies that you need in those in this kind of new world if I may call it you've mentioned digitalization as one of the Of one of the disruptions, what do what do you need, and where do you get it? Where do you find it? How do you develop it, or do you acquire it, or how do you get those
2: new needed competencies? Well, we need a a mix of competencies. Uh, Definitely, we need uh, people. I mean, people from different backgrounds. I have some people in the team who are experts, so we have a very strong scientific background, and this is important to us. but I need also people who are able to manage uh, projects so with different set of skills. And on top of that, I need uh, creative people. Uh, and creative people are actually the uh, most difficult ones to pick. To f- First, we need to recruit them. And sometimes it's not so easy to, find to recruit creative people. And second, we need to make sure that they stay in the organization and they are free to uh, express their uh, creativity. Yeah. Uh, so, setting the frame there is very difficult. What do you think is important in terms of um,
1: is you know developed or like at least having a culture where that creativity that you are mentioning um, gets the space? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what else do you think is important when you when you think about uh, innovation and R and D on one side and then culture? What kind of culture do you? What kind of traits and what do you want and what is important to make it possible to uh, to do innovation in in an
2: effective way? As I said, I think setting meaningful goals is probably important, at least for me. Uh, But the team should—I mean, uh, years ago we need to set goals as uh, creating shareholder value. In today's world, in the innovation world, I'm not sure it's sufficient. Uh, when we set goals, uh, for instance, in our business related to clean mobility or clean air, or making sure that we go along the way of the energy transition, these are meaningful goals that would embark the teams. After, uh, once you have set meaningful goals, uh, we need to, uh, to uh, make sure that we keep the motivation in the, uh, in, in the team and uh, this means that we need to have trust in the organisation, trust in the people, uh, and uh, we need to recognise also the, uh, the the people. And if we have meaningful goals, trust, and uh, proper recognition, I think you'll be surprised.
1: What do you do to get those uh, kind of this kind of culture? Is there, are there any initiatives or? Uh, any way you um, make sure to either influence the culture or or, or have that culture in, in that way that you just described?
2: Well, at my level, I need to transform myself first. <laughs> uh, and this is uh, probably the most difficult, but you need to transform uh, yourself because it starts by, uh, by you. Uh, after uh, what I did recently is... Uh, uh I got trained in animating uh sessions in collective intelligence for instance, and all my direct reports are also trained so i'm able to uh to do that myself uh so it's a lot of fun actually uh because you do that with the, the team members and uh you are the animator but you're not uh, you're not the one who you know directs everything <laughs> how are uh
1: projects generally, how are they typically started? Uh, where does the idea come from and how are they also funded along the different stages in, in the development?
2: There's not a single way of uh, you know, uh, uh, having a project started. I think ideas will come from different ways. Uh, so we can have ideation sessions uh, with a variety of people and at the end, we have a few ideas, or many ideas, by the way. Uh, we can do that internally. We can do that uh, with a mix of people, with experts, with people from uh, outside the R&D organization. We can do that from, uh, with customers as well. So I don't think there is, there is a, I mean, there are many ways of getting ideas. Uh, after, you need to, be, to have some kind of process don't like too much the, uh, the word process, but uh, we need to have some kind of process in order to, to go from the ideation to the incubation to the selection of projects. So we have ways to do that. Uh, we evaluate the market, we evaluate the uh, uh, technical uh, difficulties, uh, and, and the time to market required competencies. Uh, and basically after we, 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 we ask a community uh, to to evaluate and we we, we manage to organize projects. Then,
1: let me ask you how you are um, assembling teams uh, and how do those teams
2: evolve uh, along different project phases or stages? We assemble teams based on the competencies. Uh, usually, you need uh, competencies from different background in order to make a successful project. Uh, so it could be, uh, uh, you know, a guy coming, experts in material, with a guy experts in uh, uh, applied maths, uh, and and we we, we mix that. Uh, so they could be located on the same in the same center, or they could be uh, uh, because we have a worldwide organization. So uh, preferably we will have all the project team in one location, but. If we have uh, specific competencies, out, I mean, in a different geography, we will, we will, we'll make sure they work together.
1: I mean, Alkiet is uh, is capable of of scaling projects um, and uh, you know having a production for for in large quantities basically. What is the challenge when projects are going from a more an R and D state into the, and then throughout stages um, where they are um, validated with customers and so on, and then going into market and, and scaling. What are, what are some of the challenges and in, in one of the last steps for, for the scaling process?
2: So when projects are coming to commercialization, typically the uh, technical risk is no longer there. I mean... I mean uh, where we have risk is in, in the uh, uh, you know second phase of a project where we demonstrate the uh, new product or the new technology at a significant scale. so the risk we have is basically the risk of commercialization and i mean uh, either you have different cases you may be too 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 late and the market is gone because you have been too slow in our development uh, or the interest is no longer there, so the uh, the uh, operations say, OK, that's great what you do, but uh, uh, I have all things to do. Uh, you may be uh, too early. And sometimes uh, we've been too early in the past. Uh, and uh, so too early uh, means that uh, your technology is, uh, is, is the customers are not ready to buy. In. Uh, so if you have a perfect timing, that's better. Uh, but at this time, uh, you need to make sure that you have the uh, uh, teams in place uh, for, ready for deployment. Uh, so typically, uh, adaptation to the local uh, regulations, uh, industrialization. Uh, sometimes we, we go to uh, uh, design-to-cost meth- methodology in order to, to make sure that we have the, uh, the, the best possible offer for our customers.
1: You've been talking about uh, questions a couple of questions earlier that ideas are coming from everywhere. Um, how do you evaluate ideas in the in the really early stages, kind of in the front end, and, um, and how do you select and what, what criteria are
2: you using? Um, market potential uh, ma- market. I mean, we need to evaluate the market, so usually we start from looking at the uh, uh, market, the customer needs. What, how do you differentiate with what is your unique value proposition, uh, you know, doing this? Um, potential revenues, uh, for sure, at one point. Uh, so these are the uh, typical uh, criteria that we, we use. If
1: you would describe kind of the innovation principles uh, of, of, of Ali Keaton and more than larger innovation framework, how would you describe that?
2: Uh, can we talk about innovation principles? <laughs> uh, innovation is uh, a way of life, uh, <laughs> so, so I'm not sure that principles would apply, but uh, definitely we, we, we need to uh, organize the innovation world for sure. Uh, but uh, uh, I would say we have different kinds of, of uh, projects. We have projects that are uh, low TRL, so time to market between you know five ten years maybe more sometimes, uh, and this is organized by the uh, scientific uh, community, and they would explore different ways or different avenues. So we need to to keep that. Uh, we have uh, projects that are more driven by the uh, business, typically with shorter time to market, uh, and uh, this is. Uh, the drive would be uh, mixed between the R&D and the operations. And uh, as as it moves along the uh, uh, development, uh, the drive would be uh, coming from the operations. Uh, So we have uh, uh, all, we're going from low TRL, where uh, it's definitely corporate R&D, it's funded by the corporation, uh, to, uh, projects that will go to market uh, in the uh, next year or so, uh, and this is uh, we need traction from the operation. So these are basically the, the uh, uh, innovation principles. <laughs> uh, Bruno, thank you very much uh, for, uh,
1: for that interesting conversation. Thank you.
0: The video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, InnovationRoundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners and large firms, So visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.